All right, y'all know what it is. Bruce Corsi here. Thursday, last dance finale. Got the whole game. I'm going to go yeah, and yeah. get to the PG. He can let you know what we're doing here. Corsi Radio, baby. Yes, sir. We are back at it, baby. Corsi Radio. Oh, man. So, so, so much to talk about. I know not a lot is going on, but it seems like we're getting closer to that NBA season, returning somehow, some way. Man, Mike Hill, the PG here, the Magic Johnson of the show to make sure the thing goes smooth. And it's showtime every time I'm on the mic. Uh, Got to shout out our guys that's here, the whole starting five in the building, ready to get this thing going. Quarantine studios, quarantine, quarantine, quarantine. We got hey. Himes, the small four, Mr. Larry Bird of the show. What's good, Himes? How's it going, guys? We're chilling back at the quarantine studios. This is Miss Kitty. We're back at G'day. it. G'day, guys. Hey, I wish y'all could see Himes because he truly has the porn stash going right now. It's, it's legendary. <laughs> All right, I'm growing the up. Porn stash. Looking I'm like the quarterback from the Jaguars. <laughs> I'm doing it for the entire <laughs> time that we're in quarantine. I'm growing them out. I'm doing it. That's funny. But, of course, you know, we got Mr. Inglewood in the building, the Mr. Inglewood. And we're going to talk more about Inglewood later, another legend from there. But we got our guy, the shooting guard. What up, Mike? What up, what up? Big Mike got a pappy in the building. Coming to you from Inglewood as we speak, as you see, as you listen to all platforms that we are. And uh, we got another show coming to you. And uh, we got to do a quarantine studios, baby. Let's get it. Quarantine, quarantine, quarantine. Quarantine, quarantine, quarantine. 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 And of quarantine. course, we got. Coronavirus! Of course, we got <laughs> Mr. Downtown, Philip Brown, all the way from the ATL, ATL himself. What's up, Philip? Yes, sir. Happy to be back with my boys, man. You know, I look forward to this every week. And there's not a lot going on these days in the streets, man. So, you know, this is one of the times I get to kick back, talk a little smack, and, you know, beat up on Michael. So we good. Hey, we know one thing. We're going to edit out that shirt you got on because you got the wrong L.A. team on it. Hey, guys. That's a pretty shirt, you know. We wear wow. Wow. Yeah. Hey, nothing the, over here. Radio, we do not please encourage the Please excludes our homeless friends. Michael is an exception. <laughs> <laughs> our friend is rather transient at the moment. We do love him. <laughs> hey, but let, let's get right to it. Um, Man, the last dance is finished and complete. Uh man, we saw pretty much the, pretty much the last two championships, '97 and '98, uh, was shown. So, what do you guys feel about these last two episodes? And then I want you guys to chime in a little bit on what people are saying after. Like they heard, if you heard, Scottie Pippen is upset about uh, the stuff how the, the documentary made him. And then you had Horace Grant calling out Jordan. So what do you guys feel about it? We're going to start with uh, the center. Bruce, what you feel about the uh, the finale? Man, epic, as always. I'm here watching the uh, 96 movie replay of the uh, game six right now. But uh, it, it was beautiful, man, just to kind of see, because, you know, episode nine, they, they did touch on the Steve Kerr situation and then him hitting that big shot for him, you know, late in the game. And then it moved on to basically that series against Utah, which was like it was a it was a battle, you know. It did only go six, and but they they definitely were a little nervous. Chicago didn't even have home uh, court advantage, which was crazy just to even crazy. think about that you got to start your series uh, in um, Utah. Uh, and then the whole flu game, you know, 
<laughs> flu or food poisoning, food, whatever we want. Pizza, food poisoning. The pizza game. Pizza, five delivery guys, eat a whole pizza. I don't know if y'all heard, but uh, there was a story basically where they said uh, Jordan used to spit on he spit on his food so nobody nah. else would eat it. Your boy's wild. <laughs> yeah, man, great episode. Great episode. Uh, way to end it. But, you know, never enough for us, especially during these times. So, hurts to see it finish off like that. Hey, so, Phil, what, what you feel about the uh, final two episodes? Man, I miss it, bro. I already miss it. It ain't even time for – if there were two more episodes, it's not even time for those two more episodes to come out. But I miss it already, bro. Like, it was probably one of the best series of my life, man. I'm not even going to flex with you. Uh, that thing was amazing. Uh, just talk about the last two championships. I like how he went after Russell. That's hilarious to me. Like, he's like, <laughs> young boy can't guard me. And he's like, uh, when he was a rookie, kind of called out Mike saying that, like, oh, yeah, you retired because of me. And then he came back and, like, used that as fire. You know, Mike, he's always going to use, you know, something as uh, a leverage against the competition. So I like to see that. Um, but then they had some touching moments to make Mike seem like he was human, um, especially, like, with the security guard and whatnot. Uh, his homeboy that went through cancer and everything and how he promoted people to be close to him and how that relationship developed into more of a uh, mentor, uh, father-son role type of deal. It's good to see. Um, but I don't know, man. Like, I, it's still amazing that he won every series in less than six games or six games or less in the finals, man. So that's just another attribute to his success and everything. Um but, yeah, man, I think it was a great series, man. I wish there was more. You know, I want to know even more detail about it because it was awesome. But it's definitely weird to see five pizza guys show up to your door, even if it is Michael Jordan. You know? <laughs> yeah, fact. Well, a little sketch, you know what I'm saying? But Hey, Utah and Sacramento, we got questions. Y'all poison Kobe, y'all poison MJ. We need to know what's good. Bro, Utah got the worst fans, bro. I played there in college, like, in two different – I played, like, Utah and BYU. Like, oh, bro, yeah, yeah. Utah, like, although they are, like, very religious and everything, like, Utah has the worst, like, most uh, racist, hey. I can say, racist fans. Like, uh, Hey, you remember what they did to Russ. So, Mike, uh, well, give me your take. What they said to Derek Fisher when his uh, when he left to come back. Oh, uh, true. His, his they children. did to everybody. No, they, they were fouled to D. Fish. They were fouled. So, Mike, uh, what's your takes on these uh, final two episodes of The Last Dance? You know what, these, these were some of, I loved it because it also showed during this time, they showed the passing of the designated shooter uh, teammate from John Paxson to Steve Kerr. They showed the, a lot of where, just like Phil said, Mike was human. They, he surprised the whole team when he wrote a poem when everybody, when they had the whole can, the memory can, can't forget it. When they all come together, write something that this team meant to you. And Mike wrote a poem to let them know that I'm not just hard on y'all. I love y'all. From yeah. everything in me that is – that it might – look, it, it might be the – my presentation might not be the best. But I swear it's genuine. But I did love how they showed how tough Steve Kerr did have to be, losing his dad early during those times. But it was just a lot that you had to see that was like, in these last few years, for them to get in five and six, this team was a dominant team, but it was like you saw not just, okay, let's work through our inadequacies, but we're going to make this work 
no matter Dennis here or not, if we gonna be uh, if we injured or not, if if Scottie Pippen's back gonna work in the finals, like it's it's, it's it doesn't matter. It, it made me know that this team brought themselves together through a band of distinct talents that came together so perfectly for a team, and it they made history, baby. Two three peats. Yeah, I agree. Hey, Himes, uh, what's your take on it? These last two episodes just – they were the icing on the cake. You know? Like, we talk about how the social media era really does exemplify the guys of today's game. Like, we put them on a higher pedestal just because their highlights, everything about them is more accessible than guys of old. Like, I think of the name like Pete Maravich, Pistol Pete. People know the name, but not a lot of people go and watch a highlight of them. So, like, we're given this opportunity to sit down, like my generation in particular is given the opportunity to sit down and watch over a five-week span for two hours every Sunday, Jordan in real time, basically, in high definition, and seeing how dominant he was, not just as a figure on the court, but also for purposes of him being that face of the league. You don't get to see that nowadays. Like, Jordan is the face of basketball, in a sense, still to this very day. And to me – these episodes really just put the icing on the cake to tell me, like, we were watching, like, during that time, the people that were lucky enough to actually be uh, old enough to watch Jordan and let it process, right, got to see it, and now everyone else gets to see it. There is legitimately no excuse to put anyone else in that same conversation as Jordan anymore. There, there really isn't. It just really? that goes. And the one thing that I want to do after this series, which I did, was I did some research on Jordan's years with the Wizards. Yes, I know nobody really takes them seriously, but I wanted to see what longevity was with him. Because we talk about how LeBron has played at a high level, and this is year 14, correct? Jordan retired twice, and, well, three times. Then uh, when he came back and played with the Wizards, they were actually doing well while he was with them. He changed them from a second-worst defensive team with 19 wins to changing that way, and they were sixth best in the NBA his first year before he went down with injury. He was just getting back into playing shape. They were 26 and 21 with him, and he was starting to average high numbers. Over his last 10 games before that injury, he was averaging 29.7 points per game. That's not far off from his career numbers. Like, longevity was there. And that's that's one thing I wish that we could have got, maybe like, maybe an episode, maybe like a bonus episode, just yeah. so he can just take you like a quick thing through through that that uh, year with the Wizards, um, man. I just ninety eight was a tremendous year though because no, you have yeah. to think about it. They I, held the Jazz to fifty four points as the lowest point total of any game. Yeah, any, that just shows how trash this competition was. That just shows you how trash competition. Show how great their defense was. Hey, shout out! Hey, can I give a shout out, Hans? I, I got a shout out a guy that's a legendary. Dennis Rodman. Bro, yeah. when spot, hey, directly after game three, during the finals, like if that was going on today, if if like if Not they were the playing, if Draymond Green went to WWE and fought on Monday Night Raw. He hit a nigga and, with a chair, bro. Yeah, like it would be the biggest story because it'd be like, what a distraction. What is this guy doing? But Dennis Rodman came back. About to win a ring, bitch. The more and more I watch the series, the more and more I realize that Dennis Rodman was actually the GOAT. (laughs) He he is is the GOAT. He is the GOAT of afterlife NBA time. Like, he was signing autographs. Off the court. (laughs) 
The yeah, one he had a beer in his hand signing article. his autograph after a game. So I'm writing this article right now about the Jordan era and why Jordan was also the greatest from the media perspective. And the thing that I think should be thrown out there to note is the level of scrutiny that was isolated on Jordan came from three different sources, written, print, uh, television, or radio, right? Nowadays, yeah. you have everything coming in your feed on your phone, but at the same time, you're given that ability to respond to it immediately by taking Maybe. a freaking video on your phone and posting it to your Twitter or commenting to a fan or commenting to the media, right? Jordan had to take such BS for them to link his gambling stuff to his father's passing that Orlando, uh, the Orlando Sentinel article is disgusting. And can you imagine if someone tried to pull that stunt with LeBron James in today's NBA? Linking him to someone's passing? Absolutely yeah, not. He pull up on him. And That's just, what happens when you're at the top. Yeah, and with Jordan being an African-American male, such prominent figure in the world that, you know, they tried to break him down, but it just showed you how mentally tough he was for him to go through. And I just think Kobe has the greatest exit um, ever with 60 points, but that – that Jordan leaving the Bulls in his, his his dominant years with that shot, the way that he did, like, not even that he shot, just twice. the end, of that, the end of that game, that last minute of the game was so great. Like, he went, he got the tough layup over Carr. He went and got the steal, steal. from Malone. And then he came down, Phil said, I'm calling no timeout. We just going to go so they can't see right. the defense. And one the on legend one, of Phil. I love it. Hey, don't let him get, get set on defense, bro. Attack them. Byron Russell was already falling, so he just gave him a little tap. A little tap. He made, a little tap. He made him a little dance. touch. Hey, a little touch. So before we move tap, on, tap. I just got to say, if you haven't watched this Last Dance documentary, please make sure you get ESPN Plus so you can check this out because it's just such a great thing. One of the biggest names in the world. Like, most people have his shoes. I just got the... Uh, the um the uh, the ones the uh, uh oh, you know what I'm talking about bro you can order them because they in kids sizes bro you only pay sixty bucks yeah, yeah. come on bro I thought you had, I thought you about to say you had the TJs I was about to say don't say that you got the Royals I got the Royals yeah the Royal toes so hey you gotta know Jordan go check out his uh, documentary one of the the best athletes one of the biggest names this world probably has ever seen polarizing yeah of all time. So let's let's move it on to another ball head, uh, NBA great. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, and his name is Kevin Garnett. He just celebrated Sir. his birthday. Uh, big so ticket, baby. baby. Let's he go. Changed, big ticket. He changed the game. No, Minnesota is what we're going to start off with. The kid. Yeah. Minnesota. The kid. He changed the game because the high school to the NBA, he kind of started that wave. Kobe came the year after him, then it led to LeBron, Dwight, Josh Smith, all these guys. J.R. Smith. Uh, J.R. Like so because when KG did it, it was something that nobody did. Bynum. You know, Bynum. Denim. Um, so it, Andrew, it's just Bynum, crazy Denim. that he was such a great player. To me, I think he's he's underrated because if he if he's drafted to the Spurs, I think that maybe he has the five championship career. But you know, he's still one of the most skilled bigs ever, an incredible player. Uh, we're going to start back with you, uh, Bruce, the Mr. Center. Um, uh, KG, man, what's your favorite moments of KG? What you feel about him? Man, those battles with Minnesota when mm -hmm. you were with the Lakers, man. Like, we had to see them a couple times, but just 
he was unstoppable. Baseline jumper is my my uh my Woo! my memory. Like Brent the baseline Butter. jumper was automatic. Brent Post Butter. up and fading away. And I'm like, how is he hitting this? Either shoulder oh, didn't matter. Like, Extra oh high. my god. But then you know, just all the stories. You know, like I, I like just like lately. You know, like there's a lot of media. There's a lot of podcasts and stuff. And like KG's out there. Like KG's talking. A lot of people are talking about KG. He, they basically talk about like how he was scary. He's a dog. Like. He was mean on the court, but then you hear KG tell stories and he talked about like he wasn't actually like that at first. He was kind of quiet and timid. Mm-hmm. He saw and then he turned like he saw that like, you know, it was it was more of an intimidation. And that's just how Bro, he just kept dog. it up that way. He went from the kid to the big ticket and amazing players. So many great accolades, man. Fifteen time all star, uh defensive player of the year, MVP. Like the guy was amazing. Um, what you feel about him, Mr. Phillip Brown? KG had an MVP? Yeah, yeah, yeah that was first 2004. What? Which, you don't remember that? That was his right. best year. Yeah, I think you're right. That was his best year. Yeah. That was the uh, when he caught that cock back year. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, I remember that. He averaged 24, 13.9 rebounds, five assists, two blocks, and one steal. <laughs> amazing numbers. So, Phil, what man, you feel about KG? Man, I got to take it back to his high school days back in South Carolina where they tried to hem him up, man. They tried to, you know, they tried to Allen Iverson, that boy. You know what I'm saying? So, I had to talk about that and how he escaped. Like, that that, that uh, uh, surroundings he had in the South, man, he had to go up north in order to be able to uh, even be in a successful situation, bro. So then he comes out of the league as a young kid, like comes to the league as a young kid. That's why he's got the nickname, the kid, man. Mm-hmm. And I just want to talk about the impact he had about on every other, you know, high school player coming out. Cause he had so much success that it was feasible for players to start coming back out again. Cause you know, like there were some players that came out before him. We're not going to go as far back as Moses Malone, but in the meantime, nobody really came out of high school like that, but he came that out. That was the first high school success. player. Huh? Notable first high school, uh, first notable high school player, Moses Malone. Makes yeah, sense. yeah, no, no, shout out Moses Malone. But yeah. KG came out and made it popular again, bro. He's like, All right, I'm gonna come out and I'm gonna kill, bro. What, what was he, all star second year? You said, Michael, yeah, second year all star. That's what I'm saying. So he was killing like at 18, 19, right off the bat. So that's that gave momentum to the other players to be able to come out. But he was actually like one of the first like stretch fours. He's 6'12 or seven foot, you know, he doesn't like to be called seven foot. <laughs> So he's he's six twelve, bro, and this man had wing skills, had handles, had everything. And he was one of the first everything. Like, he was one of the first big Without. men, like to kind of like have like guard skills to kind of show, you know, what big men are capable of, man. So he started the whole wave, like you know what I'm saying. Like KD isn't as good as on defense as as KG is, but you know he's in that same type of mode, and then KG isn't as good as perimeter but you know what I'm saying he's he started that wave of big men starting to be able to do stuff on the wing man so I think he and then he had that what 100 million dollar contract like he's the highest yeah, paid he player kind of ever, two of he kind of started wow. he kind of was a big part of the uh, lockout in 99 because he got such a huge deal that they were like man how can we control this and they had to create the max contract so <laughs> crazy. Mike, for him imagine that for him yeah Mike what do you feel about he KG? well worth it I feel like KG, for me growing up, 
KG was one of the players that he awed me with a positionless talent to be that tall. Like he took it upon himself to just say, okay, you know what? When he when he became a dog, when he found out when I could use this aggressiveness against you, but take your head out of the game, okay. He turned into a monster. He was athletic. He was a point forward from the get-go, but he was athletic. And he showed me that he didn't have to be flashy all the time, but everything he did was with style. And it's like, we haven't seen that in so long, but somebody that tall, that young, that skilled, and had that much potential. And it was like, at a young age, he showed us that, hey, the big ticket is worth every penny. $100 million contract here. Let's get that money. $100 million contract there. Let's get that money. But he also said, if I'm going to be the highest played player of all time, I'm going to have to make sure I'm worth it. He went to go get his ring upon himself and took it as a responsibility because I can't end my career without doing that. And he put himself in the best place to do it. And I hate to say Celtics. Look, I didn't want to say it. He that shirt one time. Speaking, that shirt with pride, baby. Speaking of the Celtics, where he finished his uh, – he didn't finish his career, but he got his ring, got his defensive player of the year. Um, Himes, was, I know you probably got a bunch of memories. So it's, funny, it's funny that we're talking about KG this. Signing. I'm on Facebook. I'm, KG I'm, crying. I'm on Facebook, right? And the first thing that uh, that's on my feed is Kevin Garnett uh, highlights, the top 50 highlights from his – All career. Celtics highlights. So – uh, no, actually, surprisingly, a lot of them have been uh, mostly Minnesota so far. We're only at That's 25. tell you when he was a better player. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> winning a ring. I purposely left out the Celtics to get on. He brought us out of the drought. His presence brought the defensive identity back to Boston. He really set the tone on the defensive side of the ball and isn't as credited with that as he should be. Like, yeah, I needed that. When you think about the big three, right? There was legitimately no level that someone was higher on. Sure, when you think about the Miami Heat, you have option A is LeBron James. B or one or like A minus one B would be Dwayne Wade. And then Chris Bosh was the third. With the Celtics, it was any given night. It would be Pierce, KG, or Ray. All of them had their input. And that's why they set themselves up so perfectly well. They were three guys at the latter end of their career that were ready to actually sacrifice some of their game to win. And what did he do? He won a ring and then the next year won defensive player of the year, ended up going out with an injury of which if he wasn't injured, they probably would have been back in the finals. 2010, as a fourth seed, we beat LeBron James in six games and they had home court advantage. They were the first seed. We wouldn't have been able to do that. And not beyond that, when LeBron was in Miami, we wouldn't have been able to do as much as we were because Garnett was willing to switch from the power forward to the center position, which stretched our game out, made us stronger, allowed us to better match up with the likes of Chris Bosh at the five now. They just worked so well. And I can't stress enough how much I love Kevin Garnett and have learned to give him the respect that he deserves. To me, we all hear about how the Celtics might retire his number. I am okay, and I would definitely like having Kevin Garnett's re- number retired because he's out of that. Times, everybody will agree with me. The Celtics retire everybody's number, so of course they're going to retire. Everybody, I got one up there. Yeah, they I, I, I got a lot of good players, bro. 
We got a lot of good players. I got a KG um, story from Boston, as told to me by Ray Allen. So one of my coaches in college knew Ray Allen, so we was on a road trip, and Ray Allen actually came and spoke to our team. And he talked mm -hmm. about, like, KG's intensity, bro. Like, KG was so intense, and he was so on point about everything. Uh, Big Baby Davis came down and flipped. Yeah. And flip-flops, and uh, – KG was like, if you don't take your fat ass back upstairs and change it to something, bro. And this is for team meetings. This wasn't even for no runaround. Like, KG didn't play at all. Like, he had like, he such high standards and such high, like, intensity, bro. Like, he changed the whole fat culture. Ass. That was I mean, Suckers have a good culture, but, you know, he changed that team. into like. You remember the Craig Sager uh, interaction where he was like, you oh, need yeah. to take this suit and you need to burn it. What about the socks? The socks, too. Everything. <laughs> you know what? Him and Craig hey, you Sager. Know I have I have I have I just thought of something. R.I.P. Craig Sager. Facts. Hey, R.I.P. Craig. Also, KG is the basketball version of Samuel L. Jackson. But what we need vocally. If anybody yeah. needs comment commentation for this year, yeah. KG is the one to go to. Samuel yeah. Jackson, KG. KG for the league, there we go. So you KG, know what? All right, one moment also that I had was like amongst his career stuff, we're talking post-career. I was sitting with my mom and we were watching NBA <laughs> uh, TNT before one of the games, right? And we see Area 21 with KG, oh. Big Three, and unfortunately Ray wasn't there. Of course, we all know why. Ray has a, we know, yeah, there. we know. Big Baby Davis was there, and my mom and I sat there together, just laughing our asses off, listening to the stories and whatnot. And like that's that's a special moment for me, and he's a part of that, man. Like they so have I love to bring that. my mom and I closer, and me get to understand. Hey, so, so we're gonna make, we're gonna move along, and we're gonna keep it a little Celtics, but. For all you guys listening to us on the Good News Radio app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, we love all your you. favorite uh, podcast platforms. You. Thank Appreciate you for your love. Courtside Radio is here, making sure we always bringing you that fire, that flame that you need in your ear. That fuego. Of listening to these people on ESPN and Fox Sports who are just giving you their their gander. We we bringing you that real. So I hope you love it. Hey, people, uh, be just remember when you're listening to the Good News Radio. And you're listening to courtside radio in particular. Anything is possible. Facts. I agree. <laughs> hey, but before we get to the last topic, uh, this week, this week's Throwback Thursday Player of the Week is uh, Kendall Gill. Uh, he's the Throwback Thursday. Wow. Player. There we go. Yeah. Who picked that? Michael picked that. Yeah, I pick all okay. of them, homie. Okay, Michael. I sent them that. I sent them that. Okay. I sent them that. Wow. He gave you some good runs with uh, the Nets. Uh, he played with uh, Charlotte Hornets, even the Supersonics oh, as well. So, Kendall Gill, a good history lesson for you young hoop fans. But let's get to this final topic and to keep it green um, with uh, another Celtic great. I have uh, to just say, that was, that was a great throwback Thursday player of the week. I have not thought about Kendall Gill in a minute, and I'm on basketball. Bro, he that's what I do. That's what I said. So, Paul Pierce has a top five that he put out on TV top five, um, top five. Wednesday morning. And the, here's his five. Let, let me know if you guys disagree or agree, because I agree with the names – but maybe you take Russell out because it's just it's so long ago. No, but I like the no. list. All right, no. Alex, 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 you don't. I'm, I'm taking Russell out too. I'm like taking Kareem out if we're doing it. 
I'm so taking Kareem out. Now what, Mike? You know who don't get a – He said Jordan. And let me tell you the list. Let me tell you the five, homie. So it's Jordan at one, Kareem at two, Bill Russell at three, Magic at four, Kobe at five. What's our thoughts? What's our thoughts on this? We'll start with you, uh, Bruce. Uh, Yeah, it's just – like, I don't technically mind the Kareem. I'm a Laker fan, and I understand what he's done. And he actually did it in the 80s, too. You know, when, when like, he, you think Kareem, like, Kareem's old technically, but he, like, you young bucks still ain't got nothing on me. He played until he was 50 almost. And Is still this dominated. NBA? Yes. Or just basketball? Yada, yada, yada. NBA, man. NBA great. NBA, man. Get out of here. Time. But then, you know, MJ, the number one, you know, uh, the Bill Russell thing for me, like, um, that, that can go. Magic, sure, leave him there. But LeBron got to hit somebody's top five, bro. Kobe, we already know with me. Like, Kobe is, like, 1B for yeah. me, so. That nigga's number seven. You know. Get out of here. So, what you feel about it, Philip, with this nonsense you already saying? Huh? Me? <laughs> me? Yeah, <laughs> black feet. Uh, yeah, bro. Like cap, cap, cap. cap. <laughs> huh? Cap is already king. Cap. It's it's hard cap, to respect that top five because they are all great. But at the end of the day, man, the fact that he doesn't have LeBron in there just shows that LeBron beat up on him during his career. Like he's still hating on LeBron, bro, and that's just the basis of that. So if you had LeBron in there, you can't argue his top five. But the fact that he purposely left LeBron out. Which is it's just him, him hating, bro. Like you mad, you yeah. mad. Thank you. Can't be you mad, mad at somebody that you beat. So, Mike, what you feel about this fire that Paul Pierce gave? Yeah, to get three superstars with him to go, but yeah, cool. I'm not mad at his five because I understand why he took it. I'm also gonna have his back on why LeBron is not a top five yet. I understand that he has proven statistically. Thank you. Statistically, he has proven that. He's going to go down as one of the first players to do a lot of things, to be in a lot of categories and a high standard. Yes, we know. But if we go by what you actually done on the court, that actually goes in wins and losses on top of your stats, you're not willing your team, as your stats say, as your stats will show, you might be the greatest player to ever touch a motherfucker by the time you're done. But the impact you've had on your teammates might be well. Impact you've had on winning, not so much in the great aspect that you do. But I do understand that I will give him the five, I'll give him his five, but I wouldn't personally put Bill Russell or Kareem. And I guess we got some uh video ads coming through. <laughs> hey, Bill got that money coming our way. We Facts. Know. Hey, so Himes, what you, what you feel about um the troops uh top five? I think there is a little bias in it. I very much do believe so, but uh, yeah, LeBron, it's, first off, Kobe Bryant should always be number two, if you're going to say Michael Jordan's one, I'll put that there. Uh, Bill Russell's a must in a top five list. Because you're a Celtics fan. And yeah. I feel like Larry Bird deserves to be top six. Or <laughs> at no, no, hey, wait, wait, no, Bruce, don't laugh. Top six, I'm with you. Larry Bird, if, if somebody got to be his top six, we got two other options, really. Hines, we got to talk about that later. I, I got to tell you some things about that. And I LeBron James, to me, is is four or five. I have him at four or five. But you said Bird is better than Bron. Okay, question. 
because everyone's going to give me shit for it. If I want to be real, then I'll put Bird in top five and LeBron's top six. Okay. Hey, that, I feel that. That's okay, I got a question. I got a question. Does hey, Will we don't got long, Mike. We only got like 30, 40 seconds. Will Chamberlain make anybody top five before we leave? Nah. Because I, I take Bill Russell because he won more, but you can. Player. 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 Yeah. Player. It's it's the same thing as the LeBron story. He got all the stats, but he don't have all the the I'll wins. tell you what. I put that's Oscar the, Robertson. That's the team I put Oscar Robertson in top ten. I put Oscar Robertson, the big O, in top ten, and take Wilt Chamberlain out. That's crazy. Hey, but man, y'all know what I feel about it. LeBron is is not that top five guy, not yet. He got to get a ring in LA to do so. If not, Bro might not even be top ten just to keep it real, Philip. But um, <laughs> hey. That's Courtside Radio, man. It's our newest episode. We thank you guys for tuning in, listening in to the starting five. Y'all know where to find Courtside Radio Instagram page so you can see our Throwback Thursday Player of the Week, Kendall Gill, um, and just all of the stuff that we got working during this quarantine times. We thank you guys for tuning in, representing that good news radio, good news sports. Touchdown with Tangents up next. Make sure y'all tune in to them. We are the best hoop show out here in this land, and everybody knows gotcha. with our starting five. We got the best five since the Jordan Bulls, and probably better than that. So thank you all for tuning in. we catch you all next week. We're going to bring some more heat, man. Mike Cutter, PG. Shout out to the little dick and the little dick gang. Oh, man, you wild. But, yeah, we out of here, man. Thank you for tuning in. Peace. Sure. Peace.